Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. So, firstly, any remaining little cuts and bruises or scrapes on Cyril just heal up right away. They stand a little, little stronger. I mean, they would get another hit point every six seconds. Ever, just like doing every six seconds, they should be healing more and more. They're already at max, so that's not happening. But what is happening is every six seconds a little bit of the bone starts flaking off and receding and flaking off and receding. And it's like a, it's like a wave from the tip of her tail forward, cascading over her body as the bone starts shedding, revealing healthy Drake underneath. Arnis, take inspiration if you didn't have it. I did not. You just did a very good thing with a very new power. And a very new spell. And I, you tell me, Finnegan, mm-hmm. Darvin, Aranus, how do the three of you react at seeing this change across Cyril? It, it'll take several minutes to finish cascading over her body, but it's noticeable. I think for Finnegan, it starts as like shock, like it's actually working. And then as I see it starting to work, it becomes like, I'm going to I'm gonna take care of her then like right so I'm like helping to brush it off as it starts to heal and like make sure that it's okay and not like super tender underneath and like just kind of coaching her through the healing Mm -hmm. well it looks it looks very clean very new like a freshly molted lizard might be slightly tender but you know it's also just the sensation of having sensation there again Mm. Darwin kind of like half dumbstruck half not like I feel like I knew something like this was coming, but it's still kind of hard to believe now that I see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Arnis. Uh, I think, I think Arnis is in a little bit of shock. Also, um, now that it, it looks like it's worked, I'm sort of sad. I sent everybody away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but I, I had to, my mental health was really suffering having that whole like 
just cadre of people watching me basically like fail at stuff. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded that mm-hmm. I can do that. <laughs> As you're standing there, dumbfounded at a loss for words, Aristos flies over and lands on your shoulder. He's standing there, puts a hand against your head, not, not in a comforting way, more like leaning on your head, not terribly rudely either, but <laughs> with a little bit more, I don't know if this is overly comfortable or if this is just meant to get close to you. Half patronizing, maybe half impressed. It's like pats you on the side of the head. Much better than I was expecting. Much, much better. Maybe you won't doom us all after all. Boy, that inspires confidence. Gee, thank you. (sighs) It's working, isn't it? You're learning, aren't you? I honestly can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my way of saying it is working and you are learning. And so I want to ask, Arnis, which would you rather have at this moment? The ability to divinely empower your spells or the ability to separate your divine magic from your bard magic? Sorry, I'm thinking. to help you out She's a little making bit. making a hard thinking face right now. One choice does not negate the other. Like, if you choose to know how to empower your spells, that doesn't mean you can't ever separate it. It's just one of these will come much easier than the other. I, I want to empower my spells. Okay. Which means we will be leaving the divine checks to keep your divinity separate from your bardic magic. But that does mean... When you want to divinely empower your spells, that will be on the table. In the form, uh, since, since you're new at this and you're still learning, this isn't a limitless pool you have. Okay. But this will come in the form of a renewable pool. Much like magic items have charges, you have divine charges as well. And each day, since you're still learning, you're still picking this up, you can generate 1d6 plus 1 charges. So go ahead and roll a d6 right now. I got a 4. Okay. So today, you've got 5. And you can use one of these to empower any spell you cast with divine magic. You just say you want to use it before you cast the spell. Okay? Okay. Sorry, I'm writing all this down. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will get something more formal to you. I didn't know which way you were going to go. And I didn't know if you were going to be successful or how successful. Got it. But that means if you wanted to do this again today, assuming you had another seventh level spell slot, you could spend one of these charges and do this again. I don't. Okay. When you run out of charges, you can still try. It just brings more, let's just say, chaos into the mix. Let's not forget where this power comes from. Right. Oh, I have Let's not forget whose shoes you filled. (laughs) Darvin. Yes. Not quite as successful as Arnis in working with your divine magic, but again, this isn't yours. You are borrowing it from Cade. You're working with him. So yours will be a little, I don't want to say reduced, but yours will be a little bit more limited than Arnis is at this point. Got you. So between the two things you've tried, which is adding more oomph to your punch and building a pillar upwards, which would you 
like to work on to have more at the ready. Pillar's pretty cool. Plus, plus I need a ranged attack, so you know, pillar's nice. That's right. Why shoot an arrow when you can shoot yourself? Right. Okay. In which case, similar to Arnis, you will also have charges. Think of these as like how much Cade can work through you before he grows tired or before it becomes too much of a strain on your body. Okay. These charges regenerate at 1d4 per day. So you will get 1d4 plus one charges of this each day. Um, they reset each day. You can't just wait a month and have 30. <laughs> um, so go ahead and roll a d4 right now. <laughs> I rolled a one. So you've got two of these charges for today. Nice. And at any time, you can spend this. This isn't an action, a bonus action, a reaction, or anything. Think of this as just like, it's boosting up your, in this case, movement, let's say. And he can help you go up, provided that you're standing on some sort of actual land. If you're standing on metal, may not work so well. If you're standing on water, it won't, like, if you're running across the ocean, it won't work at all. Land is too far away. Okay. But yeah, as long as you're on something resembling natural ground, you can attempt this. Nice. That being said, if you do want to try to empower an attack or empower a defense, you can try, but that will require a roll. And also, I will get something more formal for you uh, when the time comes. Cool. Afterwards. Let me just jot down a couple of notes real quick so I know which ones you guys both chose. So, Risto's flies up from Arnis's shoulder. A messy first day, to be sure. Especially looking at Darwin's hand, covered in squash. <laughs> but productive. Productive. I think, though, you need a break. You need to recover a little bit. Uh, but if we need more practice, if we need more... Yeah. If we need more practice, need more education, you just let me know. Okay? Yeah. Now... Who wants to get on teacher's good side and buy him a drink? <laughs> Finn again? I was going to say, I think uh, Finn is, is feeling really good right now. Like, his buddy's happy. He's not going to put the harness on on Cyril right now. He's going to let her just kind of roam about. She's trained well enough. She's not going to knock too much over inside the bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna just be like, uh, I used to say, you know, at first I didn't like you much, but you did good today. A round of drinks for everyone. They're on me. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, Ristos will zoom right ahead to spread the good word that everybody not, gets not to drink on in the bar. <laughs> everyone you out here right. not not everyone in there oh he's already gone Oy. you hear a slight cheer after he enters in he's like, Finnegan said a round of drinks on him Yay! it's okay Finn we can cover it thank you Arnis well before we go in I had already that I'd travel with you but at this point I and Cyril well, you a debt that we cannot easily repay, but you have my wound and our service for as long as you'll have it. Thank you. I'm not sure I deserve it, but thank you. He slaps Arnis on the back. Cheer up, Boyle. You did good today. I undid bad today. I... And there's a difference. 
I think uh, Finnegan just looks at Arnis because, boy, you don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Come on, let's go have a drink. I mean, yes to the drink, but I mean, it's kind of already there. So, <laughs> <laughs> as you all return to the Duke's lament, everybody has a drink in hand. And I do mean everybody, including the children. Not saying it's alcoholic, <laughs> but they got something. You know, they got some non-alcoholic cider and some juice. Oh, juice. <laughs> Not like a juice box. No, I know. <laughs> juice boxes are good. But everybody has a drink. Reistos is sitting at the bar with, like, a large pint. And he's... <laughs> Swimming dipping in his it. head down into the top of it and just drinking it. <laughs> Super drunk, tiny fiend. <laughs> I don't know how drunk he's going to get. I don't know how much it affects him yet. Weaving through the air. <laughs> I was like, bob and weave. <laughs> As you enter back in, oh, who's going who's gonna to be the one to comment on it? Um, I think... Tanisha, the bartender, will first, but that's just because she's the most familiar with Finnegan and Cyril. And she says, Oh my gosh, the Rystos was right. She's better. She's healed. And Harlan <laughs> throws our hands up. A miracle from our Lord. <sighs> like, uh, unless Darwin's going to say something here. Um, Finnegan is going to very quickly notice how uncomfortable Aranus is um, and uh, say, trying to kind of a celebrate Aranus, but also draw some of that attention away from him, grab a fresh glass and raise it up and say, I to the future of the realm and just like lead a toast to the room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then drink. But, but yeah, yes, I, I figured that's usually what comes after the toast is a drink. So, <laughs> Arnis, Arnis, how are you feeling at the uh, at Parlin's proclamation that this is a miracle from the Lord? Um, Arnis, I am deeply uncomfortable. Um, but at the same time, there's part of me that's like, ah, uh, okay. Maybe, maybe everybody who who believes in me will will stay believing in me because <laughs> I like did something. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is the mood is the mood happy? Is this a is this a positive mood then? As everybody's drinking, yeah, I think so. Okay. As much as Parlin wants to go up and ask you about it and praise you for it. I think they are even more in awe than usual. So they are standing back. Felicity and Seth are very curious. Um, They both would certainly like to know more. But before they can get into that, before anyone can approach you, you all hear kind of a loud throat clearing from the end of the bar from good old Duke Everhart. Turn me, turn me asking Tanisha to turn him. She swivels him on the stool at the end of the bar, and he, he's pretty much frozen there in position, almost entirely withered. <clears throat> Is what I'm hearing true? Did you fix up that... Did you fix up that drink? 
Did you turn back the withering? I did. It's, I've been like this some time now, too long. And if you could see your way to patching me up, be eternally grateful. And everyone just kind of goes silent. This is a much bigger ask than healing Cyril, in their eyes at least. They, they see a man who's been almost completely overtaken. He can't see, he can barely hear. People have to, you know, give him drinks and give him food. He can't move enough to do it himself. Um, Parlin has, like, all the confidence in the world right now. The others are a little more deferential. They're like, mm, we'll be as confident as Aranus looks right now. <laughs> um, if I had the stamina or the energy to do that again today, I wouldn't hesitate. Um, but I am, I am new to these powers. They're a lot. Um, and they, they take a lot out of me. What I did for Cyril, I can't do more than once a day. When you get to be my age, you learn patience. When you're stuck like this, dependent on others, you learn patience. If you need a day, I can wait a day. You can stay up in my room for the night. I'm not going anywhere. Ooh. Little bit of dry humor there, but... Okay. Then I promise to try tomorrow. And if you're successful, then drinks will be on me. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. What, if anything, do people want to do today? Sam and Carolina are certainly happy for the, uh, for the extended stay here. There, there are not enough rooms inside this tavern for everybody to sleep. <laughs> people will have to set up in the wagons or, you know, pitch a tent. That's fine. Sam and Carolina are okay with that. In fact, I think most everybody is okay with that. Harlan's probably the most worried. They're a little bit older, but they knew what they were getting into, and they still think that God is watching. God is looking after them, so if they have to sleep outside, they have to sleep outside. I think Finnegan's used to roughing it. Probably has a like regular campsite behind her near the inn that they've been sleeping at. Because they've been there long enough is actually probably more comfortable than a like traditional, I'm just going to set up this camp while I'm adventuring on the road campsite. So that's mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. Finn and Cyril will be calling it an evening. All right. All right. Um, I mean, there's certainly some space over by the, uh, not quite a barn, but you know, a little shelter for the, the sheep and the goats. Yeah, and there's some open, cleared ground near there as well that they get out and they walk in just to keep them from going right into the squash and eating all the food. <laughs> but yeah, what do people... It sounds like Finnegan and Cyril want to go get ready outside for the evening. Darwin, Aranis, what would you like to do? Keep in mind, you do have all these NPCs with you. You do have Tanisha, you do have Duke Everhart, and then there's a few random travelers there. So if conversation is on the agenda, can certainly be had. But if we're good for moving directly to tomorrow, that's fine too. Uh, 
I just want to check with Tanisha that it's actually okay that we use the Duke's room because, like, obviously, I don't know where she stays or anything. Or she stays in her own room. Okay. Um, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I don't know these people. Uh, You're right. You don't know these people. Tanisha will say, this is the Duke's bar. If he says you have his permission, you have his permission. I'm not one to override his rules. I look after him. I serve the drinks, serve the food, but it's his place. Okay. In which case, uh, I want to go find Parlin. Hmm. Parlin is over at a table with Felicity again. They're chatting Partland is trying to keep up the enthusiasm from watching, even from afar, you do what you did and seeing Cyril come in fully healed. But it's been a long day. They don't quite have the energy of a younger person. So they're good for bursts, not necessarily full adventure all day. But they're over there, big smile, as excited as they can be with their energy waning. All right. Uh, I'm just going to kind of not march up to the table, but just kind of walk up to the table and, and ask, can I, can I join you? Parlin is, is, Parlin is more than happy to let you join Felicity, having known you for some time now. Of course, Arnas. We don't mind the company. You've certainly, certainly grown a lot since we first met. Yeah. Can we... Sorry. Um, you, uh, I mean, you want to? You just want to share a drink? Do you just want to? You want to chat um, about Capris? Do you want to? <laughs> no, actually, um, uh, Parlin, I don't know how to ask this or offer this without some part of it sounding incredibly like rude or offensive. But the Duke offered us his room. I want you to take it. <laughs> I don't know how to say it without being like you're old you should sleep there like I don't want to say that but like <laughs> I don't know the kindest way possible to... <laughs> um, I think first Parlin's just going to say oh that, that was the Duke's goodwill to you I mean, an, an offering to the gods to help heal him how would it look if i took that from you i you're not taking it from me i am offering it to you arnis roll persuasion Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you could also roll religion if you just want to start doing some divine proclamations no thou no, shalt okay. stay in the bed i tell you to stay in <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't be very rebellious, would it? <laughs> no. Yeah. 24. Okay. Parlin says, if it's what you want me to have, I would be honored to accept this. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Parlin will get this sorted out with Tanisha and the Duke. As far as like, you know, which door is it? <laughs> and is there a key goes? So you don't have to worry about that. Parlin says, thank you. Arnis, you feels a little too informal calling you just Arnis. Please call me just Arnis. You, you don't cease to amaze me. 
Felicity says, Arnis, that was some show of ability there today. I hope I hope it's always that successful. Is is Parlin still sitting there or are they yeah, like yeah. off doing Parlin hasn't gotten up yet. They're gonna finish off their drink. They're probably gonna get like a little bit of food, maybe some like, you know, uh squash soup. Then I'm gonna like I'm gonna sort of like chat and chat and kind of wait for Parlin to like head off to like bed or whatever before mm-hmm. I actually like respond to what Felicity just said. Okay. <laughs> By all means, that happens. Parlin gets up to like go return the dish and have a quick chat with Tanisha and the Duke. So it's just you and Felicity here at the table. As I watch them go, I turn back to Felicity and go, honestly, Felicity, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, that's classic I don't think that's the first time I've heard that from you (laughs) I just didn't want to say it in front of Parlin I have no idea what's going on I have no idea how I controlled any of that today not a clue (laughs) (laughs) no idea what's going on (laughs) well give it time Horace Faith takes work. Even faith in yourself. Yeah. Really, it just kind of felt good to say that out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you'll, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go find Darwin. Go for it. Darwin. Nice. Where are you at? Um, we're still inside the bar, right? If you want to be. You can stay inside eating and drinking, but if you wanted to go out and start uh setting up camp oh yeah actually that's what i'm doing i'd be setting up Mm -hmm. so as you're setting up the camp the sun is already dipping below the horizon felicity comes out (sighs) it's looking like it's gonna be a nice evening huh darvin yeah Mm. gotta say when we first met never imagined we'd be traveling together like this me neither Darvin, you know my connection with Favon has been getting better lately, right? Right. They've been feeling more present, more helpful. And when I was out here earlier, you know, watching you and Arnis practice, train, it was nice. I, I wanted to join in. Um, there's something that I want to try but i just wasn't sure how and yeah there was a lot of people around and yeah there were and ristos might be helpful but you know he and i aren't friends yet you and i we're friends though sure hoping i can i'm hoping i can trust you with something you can okay just in case this doesn't work um, don't need it getting out that, you know, I made myself look foolish or anything. Of course. So this thing that I want to try, um, been feeling closer with Favon, been wanting to try to tap into that. Do you, uh, do you, do you just like motioning with her hand? Uh, do you have something, uh, something small? Um, what shape kind of small thing? Um, 
uh, something you know that you can hold in your hand. You know, an apple, uh, a toy. Like my whittling knife is probably the first thing handy. Okay. Okay. Cool. Could you just hold that out? Yeah. Okay. She steps fairly close to you, and with her one arm, she kind of holds her hand near her chest. And you see her close her eyes, and she starts a little prayer to Favon. And if she had her other arm, you know, she'd be motioning out to to like reach for it. And as she's as she's focusing and praying, you see the light of the sunset coalesce around the whittling knife in like a hand fashion. And she's focusing very hard and praying. And you see this kind of hand of the air form around the whittling knife and lift it up. And she opens her eyes and you can barely see, you can barely see like an outline of an arm extending from her shoulder, extending down to this hand looking like the light of the sunset. Whoa. And she looks up and she's amazed. (laughs) And she's like looking you in the face, looking down to the whittling knife, looking you in the face, looking down to the whittling knife. And then exhales and there's a little light sweat on her forehead and the whittling knife drops back down into your hand. (sighs) Okay, I haven't done that before. (laughs) Don't go telling people about it just yet it's it feels weird wow that's pretty incredible though when you were doing that stuff with Cade what did it feel like um did it hurt was it strenuous it was strenuous it was tiring it was a lot of work didn't hurt okay well yeah I got the exhausting part of it just glad I didn't grab it by the blade um I could feel it. I could feel the handle. It was... Really? Weird. I mean, I'm glad. I've been a while without the other arm. I'm I'm comfortable without it, but... Doesn't mean I don't miss it, you know? Of course. And with Favon feeling closer, stronger, I thought I could reach out to them. Thank you, Darf. And she... Reaches out with her one normal halfling arm. Just kind of gives you a quick little hug. You, you need some help setting up? Uh, sure, why not? Okay. Is there anything else you would like to talk with Felicity about while you have her out here? Um, no, nothing specific. Darwin's still pretty impressed by that. That She's was neat. Pretty surprised, too. She had not tried that in front of anybody before... With any success. It works surprisingly well for the first attempt. Okay. So, is there anything else before tomorrow? Nope. Arnis? Finny? Nope, Finn's just going to spend the evening drinking and eating and partying and then go to bed. Partying? Okay. I suppose there is cause to celebrate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... The only thing I want to do is, I mean, I'm in a bar. Mm-hmm. And I know there's, like, nobody here except, like, us, but... Mm-hmm. And a few travelers. I mean, they'll probably leave in the morning, but, yeah. But, I mean, 
you know, Arnis doesn't let a good tavern go to waste. So I'm definitely going to ask Tanisha, like, is it okay if I play? I don't expect money or like tips or anything like that, but just like I'm in a bar. I play music. It's what I do. <laughs> well, you've, uh, you've got Finnegan's trust, it seems, and the Duke's willing to trust you as well. So I don't see why not. Plus, I assume somebody's going to be paying for all these drinks before the night's out. Yeah, we got you. Don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and play, play. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'll walk up to like wherever there's sort of just like an open space at like the edge of a, a bar. It doesn't really matter to me. And like as I'm walking over there, like once I walk past Tonk, you know, and I'm kind of like tuning up and, and stuff, I kind of throw back over my shoulder like, Hey, kid, you coming or what? Uh, I, I'll give it another shot. Can't be a there's bard always another keep... show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't be a bard if you don't keep getting back up on the horse. And sometime I will tell you about my duet with a very drunk lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's a season one recall there. I'm going to assume you mean Darwin's stepmom, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so what kind of song are you playing? What's what's the plan here? I I'm not looking to like super start a party, so just like something fairly mellow. Okay. Okay. Roll performance. Atmosphere music. Call. I got a twenty-five. Very nice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Did he quit fail again? Again. Oh, no, no. The this same die. Another this one. supposed to boost his confidence. Another one way. for Tonk. He starts playing like a year into the song and Tonk. He's just intimidated I, by playing with his, uh, with his idol. I mean, he thought that at first, but now he gets, he gets a few measures into the song. Like, you know a minute maybe before he stops and he walks out no that is not what I wanted to happen (sighs) okay so here's what I'm gonna do go ahead the energy because the energy is like now right it left with tonk yeah so you might be playing good but (laughs) I'm gonna finish out the song I'll play like another one like that's sort of like it's not my wrap-up music but it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of filler and then i'm gonna just mouth to tenacia behind the bar like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and then i'm gonna follow tonk out because man that that kid needs a pep talk (laughs) 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 i can't leave him like that it's just mean Mm -hmm. so if i were if I remember correctly, everybody's outside now. Darwin and Finnegan. No, Finn and Ye- the Drake are probably still drinking. Oh, I thought you said you went out to go set up camp. Oh, well, I'll do that eventually, but it's too early in the evening. Okay. So Darwin's outside setting up camp with Felicity. Yes. Okay. That's why I ask. <laughs> Darwin and Felicity, you both hear the door open. You hear Arnis playing inside. And you see Tonk walk out, looking down, and he just slowly walks, he just slowly walks into 
into the pen with the sheep and the goats. <laughs> and he, he finds a little stool in there for like shearing sheep or milking goats, whatever. You know, one of those little farmer stools, real low to the ground, which is handy. He's a gnome. He's already kind of on the short side. He hop up. He hops up there. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Tonk knows speak with animals. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to cast that real quick. And you can hear him tuning up his loot again, spinning that up. Darvin, you and Felicity can hear him talking to the animals. <sighs> you all have it easy out here. I just wanted to go on the road. Make Arn is happy. Make my mom's proud. <sighs> it's just been a rough day. It started out fun. Rough night, though. Rough, rough night. And he starts playing a little song of his own. God, those other dice are barely better. Rolled Tonk another performance with disadvantage. That was a four on the die, but at least he gets his bonuses from that. Does not bring it up past a 10, though. So it's a rough song. Darvin, I know you've heard Tonk play before, and Felicity certainly has, and you both know that he's better than that, and whatever happened inside is probably affecting him out here. Got you. And he starts, he starts playing his song. He starts singing along with it. He's being pretty quiet about it. It's really just for him and the sheep and the goats. It's a song about himself, about his mother's back home in Karami. It's a little, you know, it's a little off, it's a little sad. And Arnis, as you, Arnis, as you come outside, you can hear Tonk playing over in the pen. Then the sheep and the goats all seem to be kind of being his little audience there, listening to him play. Some of them are watching, some are just you know, eating some grass out of the ground. You can kind of get the gist of the song. You know it's autobiographical. Yeah, he's not feeling so hot. He's not playing so hot either. If he was playing better, I would just like back him up. But I think you've done enough of that. <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't need to show him up a third time. Just totally destroy him. That seems like a terrible idea. So I'm just gonna. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna let him finish out the song. Mm-hmm. See, during the song, I think. He, Arnis, you, Darwin, you, Felicity, you, and I'm Felicity, but the three of you are out here, so the three of you can hear what he's singing. The things you're able to pick up about Tonk, he comes from Karami. His mothers are Bree and Portia, a baker and a guard, respectively. They're both halflings, and he's just singing about growing up in Karami and his aspirations of being a bard, of being a great performer. And as he gets to the verses about him selling out theaters or packing bars, he says it with more defeatism than usual. And he stops the song when he reaches the end. And he just starts fiddling with his lute and tuning it. And he rests it across his knees and just kind of, ah, big sigh. He reaches out and pets one of the sheep. You got it nice out here. Um... At that point, I want to kind of walk in. So, like, open open the gate and come in. He looks up. Gives you a very half-hearted smile. You had a tough day, kid. 
Yeah. 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 Remind me. How old are you? Um. How old are you, kid? Fifteen. Yeah, that's about right. I was right about where you are when I was your age. And there's something you should know. I'm not better than you. I've just practiced longer. That's all. I've got, I've got 25 years on you, kid. <sighs> That's all. It's just time. Mm-hmm. And trust me, some days, I'm still shit. I mean, did you see me out there? It's like flailing around, hurling Eldridge Blast at everybody except my actual target. Like, come on. I mean, so just because I can play a tune in a bar, it doesn't mean I've got my shit together. All right, um, roll persuasion. It's not the best for heart to heart, but it's it's what we got. No, I mean, it's not like... Well, I know it's not <sighs> you trying to convince him of something, but you're trying to make him feel better, and he has to believe that. And he, he needs to hear this, and he needs to be convinced of the sincerity. <laughs> Which is why I say, like, there's no heart to heart roll, unfortunately. So. I got a 34. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What did you, was that a it's, crit? It's, al- it's almost the highest I can roll. I rolled a 19. <laughs> 35 is my max. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, your, your little talk makes him feel better. Not 100% better, but he's not quite as depressed as he was, you know, 10 minutes ago after failing terribly for the second time today in the bar in front of all of his traveling companions. Yeah. And and what I know is this. If you're anything like me, and I think you are, it's only going to make you work harder and practice more. <laughs> I, this feels like a moment for a hug. Arnest doesn't really, isn't really sure he should hug this kid, though. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to get up and hug you just okay. because, I mean, he might be a hugger, but... He still knows you're not. Um, I mean, like, I... And because, you know, on a, like this isn't a situation where he would be hugging someone. Like, yeah, you made him feel better. But that wasn't like, I'm here to support you. This is just, you'll get better. Words of encouragement, but... Yeah. Not, like, moral support. But he's, he's feeling better. But, man, yeah, he'll I guess smile. I need to remember that just because he's tiny, he's not a, like, super kid. Like... I have to keep reminding myself that he's not like 10. <laughs> no, he's 15. <laughs> yeah. Morello and Mahogany, they're closer to that age. They're definitely a little bit more childish. But he'll smile at you with more sincerity this time. He'll rub the sheet between the ears again. Thanks, Arnis. I'm going to stay out here for a little bit. Play for my friends. Motions to the sheep and the goats. I'll, I'll turn in later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when night eventually comes and it is time to bed down, I'm going to assume that everybody's fairly close to one another in the layout outside. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You don't have to worry about any threats out here. This is a fairly safe area. There's people in the bar. So when you want to, when you want to turn in, when you want to sleep, that's fine. Ristos will come out. He has had a lot to drink. He's not crashing into people, but certainly flies with a little bit more of a sway than he did before. And he's hovering over Aranus and Darvin and the rest of y'all. 
He doesn't need to address Finnegan quite so directly, since Finnegan doesn't seem to have any divine aptitude at the moment. It was a good first day. It was a good first day. You took one hell of a beating. You showed some promise. More tomorrow? Or are we hitting the road? Well, it would seem I have a duke to heal tomorrow. <laughs> or attempt to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's a nice place. Too bad we can't stay, but... If you got places to be, and if you still want my help, I'm bound to follow. Yeah, I clearly need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, as you all hunker down for the night, it's a fairly nice evening. This far north in Sarakar, the nights don't get too cold. You'll need your blankets, surely. But this is nothing like Honey Hollow or Earl. You don't have to worry about freezing in the middle of the night. You can hear some wild animals farther off in the distance. The sheep and the goats mill around within their pen. Every once in a while, you hear the, the dong of a bell from one of their collars. Just a very light, tinny sound. The ground out here isn't too hard. Thanks to the sheep and the goats and the squash fields, the dirt gets turned fairly frequently. The night is somewhat clear. You can see stars here and there, a bit of moon peeking out from a cloud. And inside the Duke's lament, Tanisha turns down the lights, says her goodnights to the Duke, who remains at the bar, but eventually falls asleep in position. And there's just a subtle candle glow from the windows in the tavern. And as things begin to quiet down even more, people start to nod off. Aranus, you hear something for the first time. A person you've heard before, but never in this way. You hear Parlin. Aranus, you hear Parlin's prayer. Asking you for guidance and protection, and thanking you for letting them be a part of your divine journey. They go on for some time before finishing. Arnis, in the name of the church and in your name, bless you. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott. Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. 
Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.